0: Well, hello and welcome to From the Great Room, a podcast ministry from Compass Church, and I'm your host, Molly Batorf. and I am joined once again by Pastor Troy Marsh. In our very first episode of From the Great Room, Troy and I talked about a new classical service that he debuted last summer. We had a great time visiting about that special project, and today I'm excited to be sitting down with Pastor Troy once again for the debut of another project, this one a little bigger in scope, um, and something that's going to help shape... Compass going forward. Troy, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you here.
1: I'm great to be here.
0: Um, So I've tipped the hat that big things are coming together here at Compass, and these programs are specifically the fruit of um, what is really a big part of your personal ministry calling. I know that for years your scope of ministry at Compass has been primarily worship ministry, at least that's what your title would indicate, one of many hats that you've yes, worn, yeah, I would for sure. guess. sure. <laughs> um, but the reality is that you've had your foot in a lot of different pools around these parts. Uh, in addition to being the designated question-answerer here on staff, mm-hmm. um, you've played a huge role in counseling and pastoral care. So tell me how you got to this position.
1: To this point, well, <clears throat> it's a bit secu- circuitous, as they say. <laughs> wow. uh, But uh, I would say it it starts as far back as 2007. uh, When I first came on staff here, um, Rick and Ed introduced me to an organization called CCEF. um, And that stands for the Christian Counseling and Education Foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were uh, getting ready for their annual conference that year. And I actually went with Dave Mosby. So for anybody who... Yeah, has been here for a while. I actually went to this concert, excuse me, conference with Dave Mosby and um, it was life changing. I I never um, fully realized until that point how scripture and life meet um, Mm. in just really profound ways. And I just remember going to every session, and this one happened, uh, the theme of that year was on fear. Mm-hmm. And I went to sessions on fear in kids and fear and how it manifests itself in a variety of different ways. And I was truly amazed at all of these folks and how they were connecting, you know, uh, an everyday struggle like fear uh, to scripture and just how God and his word and through his spirit, um, can, uh, can really provide answers, um, for your struggle. So, um, that's really when it began. And so since that point, I, um, have just followed CCF and read their books and their authors and, um, have continued to just find help, um, from that organization. And, um, uh, and then I would say maybe about uh, ten years ago, just through uh, some of our own personal experiences with our family, um, with certain struggles, um, Charity and I felt called, kind of in this direction, to yeah. to help people who are really struggling with um, mental health and and just and just general everyday life, and so. At that point, we began to kind of seek God in his face and say, you know, what, what do you have for us in this? And uh, what it meant is that she went back to school and she's now a practicing uh, psychiatric mental health practitioner with um, children and adolescents specifically. Wow. And then she graduated and then I decided to go to school. And now I'm working on an MA in counseling uh, through Westminster Seminary, which is where CCF is, is housed. And so, so someone
0: at your house is either doing their own homework or uh, helping somebody else do their homework, that's right? right? There's there's no break, right? That,
1: that's right. I you mean, guys just we can't are, get enough. <laughs> we just can't seem to get enough schooling <laughs> for whatever reason. And um, but it's been really it's been really neat to see how God has has used us in this mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, because I don't think we planned for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we certainly didn't see ourselves in our mid 40s going back to school. Um but uh, but God had a different plan. and so so that's you know, kind of in terms of the counseling part of what I'm doing and just the care part of what I'm doing here at Compass, uh, that's kind of how I've, a, I've arrived here mm-hmm. And and I, th- and I do think as I looked back as I look back on my life and just um, my gifting and just how I'm able to um, relate to people and to talk to people, I do think God has kind of been preparing me for a long time for for this. Now that I look back, I didn't know it at the time, um, mm. but but anyway. So that's this is where we are at this yeah. point. Yeah.
0: Wow. And I mean, could you have anticipated that the need would be so great?
1: Not at all. And you know, here's the thing about people who struggle, is that they often struggle alone. Mm. And so we don't realize how great the need is because people hide. Mm-hmm. And this is natural, right? Mm-hmm. Because we, we're fearful that we're going to feel judged or people aren't going to understand or uh, we're not mature um, as mm-hmm. Christians to be having this struggle. And so I, I remember talking to a friend who has a counseling ministry at an, uh, a church, and he said, once you open up those doors it's going to flood your church. you know. Mm-hmm. So once you say, hey, we're offering care, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna get overwhelmed. And so I, I think we're beginning to see um, just the beginnings of that at this point. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So when we talk about the things that we're passionate about here at Compass,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, we've talked about a few kind of key ideas, a few key circles as we draw these out. Uh, solid biblical preaching is one. Spiritual formation in the context of a post-Christian society is another, and soul care is the third. And what I hear you talking about really is, how is Compass going to move forward, emphasizing soul care because we know the the need is real. Mm-hmm. Um, the need is yeah. real, and and in the scriptures, like we see that, like this is a huge part of spiritual formation and Absolutely. work as the body. Yeah. So. Um, you know, aligning with your own passions, and now you're training this mm-hmm. vision. How is Compass moving forward to emphasize soul care?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's probably fair to to maybe define soul care first, yeah. right? That might be a new term for some people. Like, what is soul care? You know, it, it's in its very basic sense, it's just caring for people's people's spiritual well being, right? And so. Um, you know what we want to do here, and, and Pastor Craig has talked about this a lot too, is connecting our our knowledge of Scripture, our desire to study Scripture, um, our desire to know the Word. Um, mm-hmm. It's something we value greatly here, and we will continue to value, and connecting that to real life and mm-hmm. to real relationships and how we interact with our spouses and with our families and with our friends and with people who aren't like us. You know, and so.
0: Which is exactly what you experienced at that CCF conference for the first yes. time in real time, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's like, you know, God has a whole lot to say about our struggles. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so when we think about soul care, that's, that's what we're doing. And, you know, in and, and generally, if we think about you know, how we're made as image bearers, you know, one of the other phrases we've been using around here is that we're embodied souls, mm-hmm. right? And so we have a soul in a body, right? And so, you know, the the fancy theologians will say we're dualistic, right? Mm. And so we, and, and these two things are intimately connected. So when we talk about soul care, it, uh, you know, automatically kind of begins to trickle out into how we care for our bodies, mm-hmm. how we care for our minds. Um, and so, so soul care is really should be a, you know a very holistic
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know care for the person um, that kind of comes from caring for the heart and dealing with the heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's soul care. So so that's the what and, and how are we how are we moving forward with this? This is a value. This is a need. And and this is something we have sort of dabbled in a little bit mm-hmm. at, with some of the sermon series and yes. really trying to yeah. preach. Holistically, um, connection groups. We've been trying right. to incorporate this; that yes. it's not yeah. just a Bible study. Yes. So what's what's going forward? How are we emphasizing this?
1: Yeah, I mean, first, let me say that um, as I've thought a lot about this, our church, I I really believe is primed to to do this well. You mm-hmm. know, and so why do I say that? We don't have a clearly outlined intentional system for care, but we see it happening mm-hmm. all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So we see people like behind the scenes taking care of other people. Yeah. And and so as I have witnessed that and as I've had kind of a, a front row view because I'm here, you know, in the church, I, I see us, uh, you know, it, with some help and with a, with a little better system and a little bit more intentionality you know, really being a church that cares well um, for others. And so um, so as we see that, as we think about that, so as we think about congregational care as a whole or soul care as a whole, we have several areas that we're, we're thinking through. So... Stephen Ministry is one of them, which I know we're going to talk about here in a few minutes, and, and that's a one-to-one care. How do we come alongside others? Um, we've had a grief-share group that's going that we need to you know intentionally incorporate into our care model, and that's been very fruitful. Um, our connection groups are going to... Um, it, we're not going to get rid of Bible study and connection groups, but we must make sure that our connection groups are... Are connecting well with others, which means caring mm-hmm. well, you know, mm-hmm. and so so we want to make sure our connection groups and the people in them are caring well for each other like that's really um, these small groups are our first line of defense in a lot of ways for caring uh, for the people within the church so we're pushing our connection groups and their leaders in the, to that direction um, the elders um, are currently working on a more intentional like visitation policy you know so like if you need a visit or if there's a shut-in or somebody's in the hospital um, we're working on systems so that we can do that without you know kind of fumbling yeah. through it we want to have like a, a system for that and then it, it could also mean counseling you know like somebody who's in like a really difficult spot we could either provide in-house counseling from one of the pastors or or we can refer so as we think about the congregational care the soul care umbrella all of these different areas um, would fall under that
0: yeah, and, and as I understand it, we're calling that now Compass Care Ministries, is yeah, that right?
1: Yeah. That's, that's kind uh, of the umbrella that's, term that's the umbrella term is compass care and that's and and, you know, that's soul care. But, mm-hmm. you know, compass care just sounds
0: it's a little catchy. It's a
1: little catchy. <laughs> yeah. It's a little catchy. Like, that. there's right. nothing wrong with that. That's
0: um, no, great. So you mentioned Stephen Ministry. Mm-hmm. And I know before you and I talked about this a couple months ago, mm-hmm. like that was not on my radar at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a lot of people who were like, well, what is this? Yeah. Um, but there has been a lot of buzz uh, yeah. about Stephen Ministry, at least here in the office. So yes. let's let's spread the buzz. Tell me a little bit more about what Stephen Ministry is.
1: Yeah, so, so Stephen Ministry is um, a ministry that started to help the church care for the needs within the church. So, um, you know, there's a long history of how the church interacts with people who are struggling. But there was um, there was a point in time, you know, and this is, you know, we can attribute this to the Enlightenment, where we felt like we needed professionals and specialists to care for the people who are struggling within the church. And so one of the values of Stephen Ministry is not to take away the professionals and the specialists, but to um, help provide for uh, care within the church without having to constantly send people out. Um, Because let's be honest, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't need a professional therapist. They need somebody who can just care for them in the midst of their struggle and to relate to their struggle. You know, I, I think of Second Corinthians where it says, uh, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Mm, so yeah. that's That's the model, right? Like, we have received comfort from God and from God through others, Mm -hmm. right, in our struggles. And now we're equipped to do that for others. And so what Stephen Ministry does is that just uh, to the next level where it says okay we're going to teach you how to do this well right mm-hmm. and so we're going to practice how to listen we're going to pa- practice how to speak the truth in love we're going to practice listening in ways that says oh there's something there that maybe is an additional resource this person needs mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it's helping us be present with people mm-hmm. in really positive ways I mean there are so many times when you know you know, I might go to someone you might go to someone or other people go to someone in church we're not necessarily seeking answers to mm-hmm. our troubles we just we need the presence of somebody who understands and cares Yeah, I mean that's really and you know Charity and I have both been on the doorstep of people who are like I'm broken right now. Can you help me? Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and and that person did not provide any answers. Right, it was just like I get it, you know. Yeah. and, and he, let me pray for you. Let me care for you. And so that's it's just training people to do that well. Yeah. Is, is the is the idea. And one of their big mantras is we're the caregiver, not the cure giver. Right, mm. God is the cure giver. Um, we are just providing good care so that God can do the work that He needs to do.
0: Yeah, 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 and one of the things this makes me think of is um, one of our um, kind of compass vision statement things is um, sharing our stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's something that we are really trying to equip people to be able to do. And I imagine that this kind of training uh, will help help that flourish in our environment mm-hmm. because I, I know that as people get trained and, and we start to learn how to be real embodied friends to mm-hmm. one another, mm-hmm. that there's more safety when I realize I'm not the caregiver, but I, you can share your story. yeah um, I can come alongside of you and right. and we can, you know, you can share the mess and I can yeah. be and, and not feel that internal anxiety of like, Ah, what do I do? How do <laughs> right. I fix? But learning to be present and to bring, you know, if you're united with Christ, Christ is with you and we can be in this absolutely.
1: together. Absolutely. absolutely. It's it's just pointing us back to the caregiver or yeah. the, excuse me, the, he is a the caregiver, caregiver and the cure giver, right? It's, it's yeah. God, you know, um, I, I've said this a million times and I know you've heard me say this, but, you know, as I'm talking with someone, there's so many times where I'm like, I have no idea what i'm going to tell this person right now and the spirit intercedes and works Mm, right and so so that's us just always turning back um you know and and giving control to god in the midst of our um caring for one another's yeah yeah
0: and and this question may feel like a curveball but i'm going to throw it at you okay what do you think if we build this Culture of sharing our story, mm-hmm. of hearing each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What will this do to shame at Compass Church?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I mean, if if we do it well and if we do it right, um, shame. Um, I'm not, I don't know that shame will go away, but shame will be dealt with differently. Mm right yeah. and so what does shame naturally do to us it puts us into hiding in the dark it puts us in the dark puts us alone. and so yeah. so uh, a lot of times shame comes from bad places every once in a while shame comes from a, a place that motivates us to do something better and to follow god mm. whatever that whatever place you're in when we bring shame into the light It'll cause us to think rightly about God, mm-hmm. right? And uh, mm-hmm. rightly about ourselves as image bearers. And so, do I think shame's gonna go away? I think that's a natural inclination of us as human beings. Like, shame is um, oftentimes just a natural response to whatever our situation is, whether it's uh, an intentional sin, whether it's um, like, I should. This, this shouldn't have happened to me. Mm. Or my child is struggling in this area. Like, I can't tell people about that. You know, mm. there's so many yeah. areas where shame comes from. And so it's not so much about getting rid of shame. Yeah. It's like bringing into the light and dealing with it the way God wants us to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, Stephen Ministry, um, tell me about how we're going to go forward. What What is coming down the pipe Um, what's your vision for it this semester and then looking forward to the summer and to the fall this year
1: Um, yeah so I I must brag on some people here a little bit oh please do Uh, so Uh, Linda Bradley, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how many people know her. She was at this church for many years, um, left for a period of time and has now been back for a few years, but with the pandemic and all the new people at church, they may not know Linda. So we're going to be introducing Linda to people in the next um, few weeks, uh, Linda and then Diane Warden, who's a previous member here who has now moved to be closer to her children, um they are the ones who kind of started the talk about Stephen ministry and um the reason is because they were doing themselves what Stephen ministry ministers mm-hmm. do right mm-hmm. they were caring for people they were calling people and they're like we want others to get involved in this so that's that's kind of where this all started and then they came to me and then and we we kind of went down this road so you know so what's going to happen here in the next few months and um and weeks is we're going to start a training, and that's going to happen the first um, week in February, and we're going to be uh, sending that out to you all. Um, you know, one of the things we talk about uh, a little bit around here, and we need to continue to talk about, is like high love, but also high, um, high, high kind of ask or high accountability, accountability, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's a, uh, and so. I'm gonna be honest, becoming a Stephen Minister is not easy. Okay. Okay. So uh we're gonna do twelve weeks of two hour sessions to train people to be Stephen ministers to care well for others. And that's the first step, right? And so Linda and I have been through that training and now we're trained to train others. Okay. And so once we get a group of people trained we can then begin to match people who need care right okay. And so our hope is um, you know in June we'll have a, a, a core group of people trained and ready to start um, helping provide for the care needs within the church in a one to one setting and so as you're you know I, you know, as as people are thinking about this if this sounds like something that you would really like to get involved in which honestly as believers, we should all be caring for one another. Like this mm-hmm. isn't I want to be very careful to say that Stephen ministers shouldn't be the only ones carrying the burden. Right. Right. Okay. They're they're getting special training for maybe a, a little bit deeper need mm-hmm. uh, but we should all be doing this and I promise you everyone would benefit from this training but it's a high ask, right? Mm-hmm. We're asking a lot um, and then uh, as we get people connected with Uh, those who need care it's for a period of time like Mm. it's not once you commit to that it's not forever I have to be this person's caregiver Um, it's for a period of time and and we work that out to kind of decide like how much time that is but just know that there's a beginning and an end Mm -hmm. and and it's an hour a week that you're asked to spend with this person so it's once you get trained, it's not a huge commitment in terms of just the how much you need to do weekly, mm-hmm. um, and we talk about all that in the training. But that, but that's the idea. Um, so anyway, so that's. That's kind of what you'll be expecting to hear about in the next few weeks. We'll be talking um, more on Sunday mornings about it. Um, Linda's going to set up a kind of an informational area for people to get to meet her and also to learn more about Stephen Ministry. Um, And so, anyway, just be on the lookout for more and more communication about that.
0: That's great. Now tell me a little bit more about um, the one-to-one Stephen Ministry. Um, What kind of circumstances would be appropriate to reach out and be like, Hey Troy, I am interested in maybe being on the receiving end, like Ah, being a care receiver. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, loss Mm -hmm. of any kind, you know, if you've lost a spouse, if you've lost a child, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, you know, that's a big one. Um, infertility, right. Is a big one. Um, people who are struggling to parent, and to parent uh, a, a difficult child, mm-hmm. um, a person who is um, physically in bad shape—you mm-hmm. know, walking through cancer or some other uh, illness that um, is either chronic or terminal—or um, even probably their caregiver probably would really benefit. their caregiver would benefit from that as well. And yeah. that's such. You know, thank you for bringing that up. That's such a. A neglected area for yeah. us, you know, because you're so focused on the person who needs the care, uh-huh. and the caregivers, you know, needs care as well. Yeah, you know, the and drowning the they're drowning in the and responsibilities the, and the and Absolutely, and so it, it's really any point in time where you're just like, I could really, I could really ha- need, I really need somebody to talk to. Hmm. You know, I, mm. I, I have all this stuff that's inside of me. I'm carrying all these things, and I just need somebody who can kind of talk with me, pray with me, you know, and help me, uh, help point Jesus, help me point, help point me to Jesus. I yes. uh, yeah. got confused for a second. Help point me to Jesus yeah. in the midst of just this really difficult time. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know that um, you know in in your family context and just mm-hmm. in life, you guys have walked through hard places. Mm-hmm. My husband and I have walked through hard mm-hmm. places, and mm-hmm. we have um, both been on the receiving end of amazing care yeah. by friends here at Compass Church. Yes, yes. And again, just that theme of like nobody could fix it, mm-hmm. nobody could solve it. Yeah. But when people stood next to you, the load got a little bit lighter. Absolutely. And you weren't by yourself.
1: And and one of the things we'll emphasize, you know over and over again for our Stephen ministers, is you're not there to fix their problem. Yeah. You know? And sometimes we have that inclination, right? Sure, yeah. Men can really be bad about this. <laughs> we just want to fix it. Right. And and I would say, since I brought that up, it reminded me, uh, uh, we really need men to come out of the woodwork on this, too. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, we have lots of women who already are showing up and saying, we would love to do this. hmm um, we don't have as many men yeah and so and and let's be honest men we're not always really great at providing one-to-one care and mm-hmm. so this will help you do that mm-hmm. um, for others within the church and and hopefully within your relationships within your families and workplaces as well
0: it yeah. sounds like on some level this is biblical friendship training.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Right? So I mean it's not going to just be the one hour a week that you spend yes. with the person who's receiving care, yeah. but this would affect probably how you listen to your spouse, yep. how you relate to people at work, yep. how you engage your kids, yep. how you pray for people.
1: Absolutely. I mean that this yeah. is
0: a really great training opportunity. Yeah. And also just to clarify with Stephen ministry, mm-hmm. a caregiver who's a woman would uh-huh. be paired with a receiver who is a woman. A woman. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's always, yeah,
1: women to women, men to men. Yep. Yep. And this is meant to be evangelistic as well. And okay. so if you have a neighbor yeah. who you think could benefit from a Stephen minister, we actually would like to hear from them as well. Yeah. And so, Another part of this, as we get closer to time to start pairing people up, will help the, the caregivers and also the people needing care to know how to get connected. Yeah. You know, there's a process. Sure. It's not just like you just show up one day and a caregiver's like, I'm a Stephen minister, I'll take <laughs> you in. There's a process that uh-huh. needs to happen, um, and there's a referral that will happen with me, and then I'll help match people up. Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah, no I love what you said about, you know, this being a ministry that will extend beyond the walls of mm-hmm. Compass Church. Yeah. Cuz when I talk to, you know, the other moms at preschool and, you know, neighbors as the kids are out playing, mm-hmm. like life is hard right now mm-hmm. and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know where to go. Um you know, sometimes making a jump into reaching out for counseling is overwhelming because Mm -hmm. where do you go? Everybody's booked and that's really expensive. Yeah. So to have something that is a low barrier, um, you know, not a cost associated with it, but just like, Hey, someone will chat with you. Yeah. Just listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would be Mm -hmm. an incredible way to show the love of Christ. Absolutely. I mean, it's, incarnational yeah. ministry, yeah. right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I I know of a lot of counselors in town, and it's hard just knowing all the options, getting people in. So yeah. there's a real need for the church to be the church and to help care for people who are struggling.
0: Yeah. Well, and lo- tell me just kind of quickly, what is your, you've talked about what's happening this semester. It's mm-hmm. training for mm-hmm. Stevens mm-hmm. minister's. Um, and, and so then hopefully by the summer, as you mentioned, then we're going to be starting to mm-hmm. match up mm-hmm. Stephen ministers to Stephen care recipients, right? Mm-hmm. Am I getting my terminology yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Close? People needing care. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. needing care.
0: Um, then what is your vision? Is this something that'll happen every semester? We'll be training people. Like, are you hoping to have a, what what do you want this to look like a year from now, five years from now?
1: Yeah, so I I imagine a training once to twice um, per year. Okay. Um, and how Stephen, one of the beauties of Stephen Ministry is how well uh, laid out it is. Mm-hmm. Like they give us. Everything and probably more than we, more <laughs> You're than we're swimming want. in resources. We're swimming right? in resources at this point to to have a successful Stephen ministry. And so what that means is that Linda and I, we don't plan on being the people running this forever and ever. Okay. Amen. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a system in place where other people take a lead in specific areas. Like we're not asking people to lead the whole ministry, but like they're you know, there's, you know, the big umbrella leaders, which would be Linda and I, but then there's leaders of different areas underneath Mm -hmm. them. And then we have the Stephen minister leaders, you know, and so, so the idea is to get more and more people involved in the leadership side of Stephen ministry as well. Yeah, it's great.
0: So it's a sustainable multiplying kind of ministry. And, and maybe we hit this earlier, but Stephen ministry is not a new thing. It's not just you're not. You weren't in the corner inventing no, this. No, no, like, good, been around, good, yeah. Thanks for it's... that
1: clarification. Yeah, it's been around for a real long time, and it's actually um, uh, started um, out of St. Louis, so it's actually pretty okay. nearby. And there are um, thousands and thousands of churches at this point that are using Stephen okay. Ministry for their church. And so this is an, uh, an outside what we would call parachurch organization mm-hmm. who's helping the church um, give good care um, yeah. to their people. So yeah. Great.
0: So we we we've seen it. We've heard testimonies.
1: Absolutely. And there's Stephen Ministries here in town. Um, my parents' church, which is a 3,000 member church in Fort Wayne, just started a Stephen Ministry, uh-huh. and they were telling me today that they have more people needing care than they have Stephen ministers. Wow. It's, it's just ballooning.
0: Yeah. Um, just like that person told you, it's just it's
1: it's, it's gonna, gonna come flood. Yeah. Bit. And so and we hope that happens. That we would love to have that. We problem. would love to have that problem. Yeah. You know, and and because. Uh, that means people are coming out of hiding. Yeah. They're asking for the biblical friendship and care that they need, mm-hmm. and and that's a win. That's a win.
0: And I mean, at the end of the day, we really believe that Jesus loves us in our brokenness. Absolutely. And that He can work in our brokenness right. and through our brokenness. Absolutely. And that there's change that can happen.
1: Absolutely. That's that's what it's about. It's connecting Scripture to life. Yeah. That's what we want to do.
0: What a beautiful yep. thing. Um, before we wrap up, Troy, is there any last thing you'd really want everyone to hear when it comes to Compass Care Ministry and Stephen Ministry?
1: What would that be? Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we want to, to become a culture of care, right? Mm-hmm. And so all these different areas I talked about, like connection groups, Stephen Ministry, grief share, visiting the the sick and the, the shut-ins, counseling... If you're feeling called in any way in any of these areas, um, you know, yeah, please come talk to me, because we want to be that church where people are not um, struggling alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, so we we want to we want to create that kind of culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so people can contact you. Yep. In, in person at church, mm-hmm. also through your email, which is. Yep. Troy, Troy
1: at, at compassefc.com. Yep. Yep.
0: Drop an email.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and we will get you connected. And basically at this point, it's just stay tuned because more is coming.
1: More is coming. Yep. Yeah. Well, Very good. Well, Troy, thank you so much for sitting
0: with me. Yeah. We're really excited about everything that's happening, mm-hmm. both with Compass Care Ministries moving forward and with um, Stephen Ministry One-to-One. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be
1: awesome. Yep. We're excited. All right. Yep. Thanks.
0: Yep. This podcast is part of the ministry of Compass Church in Columbia, Missouri. For more information, please check out compasscfc.com.